You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Bienvenue Fullcast. God damn it. You got to talk over the intro, son. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm just, I just feel like we are, we're never going to be the best college football po- podcast in the U.S., but we can, by, by translating into other languages, we can be, I don't know, like Canada's best college football podcast or France's. So I'm just trying to help that along. Bienvenue à la shutdown fullback. Well, that's that's a video show. That doesn't exist anymore. See, this no. is unfair because we were just talking about Will Muschamp. Now y'all are speaking French. We all know he does not speak Italian. That's true. <laughs> he might speak Spanish. Bien, but he'd speak it like this. Bienvenido al shutdown fullcast. Olive Garden. Olive Farms. Catorce. Catorce. <laughs> Puncho. <laughs> Punchito. In French, that's Puncho. I do I do believe that Will Muschamp counts in French, though. Oh god damn it. Why didn't any of us think to make our drug lord name El Puncho? El Puncho. <laughs> you just did. I'm gonna change, Congrats my, twi- change my Twitter name right now. Did. God damn it. <laughs> Sean Penn's gonna be calling you within the hour. Listen, uh, you know you know what a drug a, a drug a drug ring run by Will Muschamp really can't move the product all that well. Aww. It can do a real good job at defending its territory. But <laughs> I don't think it's a drug ring. It's just like a drug line. We're just we're just can trying get, we're just trying to run out this, the clock on the statute of limitations. Can you just can you get this bale of coke twenty feet across the street? Oh, I can punt it. Oh we can, that's tough. We can punt it. That's it. What we do is we set it here and we trick the federales into confiscating it and running it back the other way. Mm-hmm. And then, well, that's the end of the plan. 
like <laughs> and much like a failed drug lord, he has constant turnover at his second in command position. <laughs> oh, and and you know, probably only have about two to four years of glory, and it ain't one stop. And also, he just recently escaped Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, and, and 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 found religion. That seems to be a pretty key. Uh, former quote marks drug lord thing like a lot of drug lords uh, had to hide out on the run in alabama for a while no one found him no now he's back close to close uh close to the water again close to the water man listen it's hard you can't defend the tides right you can shut down my boats you can shut down my helicopters you can watch the highways but the tides man ain't, ain't a cop yet who arrested the tide now Here's his mascot a, is a uh, literally a a fighting chicken, an illegal, which is, which an illegal is, fighting is, bird, which is illegal. Yeah. yeah, this is this is all this is all coming together, boys. Um, I do want to mention a note about spring practice because spring, spring practice started. We do have like a little bit of football pulse, just little little dots here and there, right? Like Leonard Fournette wasn't at practice at LSU. No big deal, though. Uh, they went and did the big cat drill without him. You know it, that means LSU will release their you know Oklahoma drill. The video everybody gets every single year and goes, oh, they hitting. Then, but the note I really wanted to start with was the result of the first play at South Carolina spring practice under Will Muschamp. First play ever in the Will Muschamp, Muschamp administration. Ryan Nanny, what happened? Perry Orth, quarterback of the future, putative starter, decided it was time to throw the ball. And he decided it was time to throw the ball to somebody on his team, which is easy at spring practice because the defense counts too. And that's how Will Muschamp's South Carolina tenure officially started with a pick six. Thank you to Rick Johnson uh, on Twitter for alerting us. He already has a question of whether he should stick with his love for his alma mater or uh, abandon big dumb Will Muschamp football. Gosh, I certainly... Mm. Wouldn't know what to tell you since there was a stretch where I watched two and a half Florida games over, I don't know, the span of two and a half years. So that was that's, fun. That, Between that's Ryan, Ryan and Spencer, we have, we have two very different uh, takes on how to handle this. Yeah. W- once you've got this infestation, you can either burn the house down and run away or you can just sit in it. I recommend Banda. If you can just put on some of Mexico's most festive music, sit back and... Enjoy the absurdity of life's rich pageant. It only goes up to four because that's how many wins you're shooting for. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we need to rewind a little bit here. I'm Spencer Hall, uh, editorial director of SB Nation and founder of Every Day Should Be Saturday, joining me from Brooklyn. Uh, and advising people to abandon the school that nurtured them at their breast, uh, Ryan Nanny. No, I'm Spencer Hall. That website said so. That's true. That website, we're the same people. Uh, also, same person, Spencer Hall in Kennesaw, Georgia, formerly known as Jason Kirk, college football editor at SB Nation. Say hi, Jason. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. I'm Spencer Hall. That's good. That was good. I'm I'm impressed. Welcome. I had to introduce myself last in this panel that I did at South by Southwest this weekend, which is going to, I swear this leads to a good story. 
So I had to interview. I had to introduce Rembert Brown. I had to introduce Lena Bergeron. I had to introduce Bamani Jones, and then I had to introduce uh, Bernard Freeman. You may know Bernard Freeman under another name. He is Bun B. He is half of the Underground Kings, a.k.a. UGK. He is a Southern rap god, a lecturer at Rice University, a writer for Vice.com and politics, and just kind of an all-around legend, which is a really cool thing to be next to because when you introduce yourself next, you say this. I'm Spencer Hall, and I'm totally irrelevant here. Totally irrelevant in this calculation. And everyone laughs because it's totally true. <laughs> you just like, this is Bun B, and I'm no one. Well, let's begin. But I did get two good Bun B stories, okay? Two. Are you ready for these? Yes. Okay. The first, that Bun B was, and Pimp C were both on Big Pimpin', right? This was their big national sort of breakthrough when Jay-Z had them on the song, the Timbaland-produced song. That's a big moment for them. The story before, though, was that Pimp C was supposed to be on another Jay-Z song. And they got most of it. Pimp C was a little reluctant. And finally, Jay goes, okay, cool. You can. Uh, I'm Jay-Z. I'm the biggest rapper in the world. You can come up to New York and record this song. And Pimp C's reaction verbatim was, from motherfucking what? Why don't you, <laughs> why don't you come down to Texas and record this song? He wouldn't leave. He wouldn't go up and record this song with Jay-Z. So uh, that's why he wasn't on that song. <laughs> and I think he I like, like this, the, this is why UGK is sort of the aspirational uh, soundtrack theme of this podcast. If we could yeah. ever afford theme music, it would probably be UGK for that reason. Like, oh, man, you guys could get a big studio and record in New York for motherfucking what? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come down here to short Texas and do this here? Uh, the second story that I got was this, that at the uh, 95 Source Awards, which, Jason, if you would, as uh, our most Southern rap contributor at the moment, uh, what what happened at those 95 Source Awards? This was the height of uh, the – well, not the height of the East-West rivalry because, of course, that happened a little bit later on. But when it was at a high boiling point and uh, the South, due to Outkast and the highly overlooked these days, Goody Mob was barging in on that. And uh, Andre 3000 took the stage to say the South got something to say and was uh, booed throughout. Yes. So someone, because we asked for questions at the end, decided this was a sports question, which I didn't object to. By the way, this was asked. This dude asked two questions. He cheated. The first was, "How is Old Miss getting recruits?" To which both me and Bomani were like, oh, "No, we can discuss that afterwards. We don't want to. Really, don't want to explain why or how Old Miss is getting recruits." Um, so we had, we dodged that one. Then the second one was was this. He said, "You know, like, what was it like at the '95 Source Awards? Like, how did that change things?" And Bun said that he was there, and he said that there's only one environment that he's been at that was nastier or more hostile, and that was a Trump rally. He said it had the exact same mass sort of terror to it, right? And he thought they were going to die. He thought they were going to be lucky to get out of there alive. So they will go to a party afterwards. And this tells you how bad it must have been, because they were really sort of worried about getting out of there. And then the death row crew showed up like 200 deep and they're like oh cool we got somebody to fight with 
like how bad is it when Suge Knight shows up and you go, oh, okay, we're safe. Tupac's Tupac's friends who are all named after dictators are here. Everything's fine now. Everything's great. Death Row Records. Hussein Immortal or whatever is here. Everything's cool now. Yeah, we're we're great guys. This is all gonna go out well. Why Uh, hasn't why hasn't Suge Knight shown up at a Trump rally though? (laughs) Foxy Brown endorsed him today. That's uh (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Foxy Brown is uh that that's that's her contribution to the news cycle for this decade. I bet I bet that's because like Lil Kim endorsed Ted Cruz and she just you know, those two <laughs> just can't get along. I think this means uh, like Nicki Minaj claimed Hillary early on or something like that. Faith, Faith Evans, Faith Evans quietly. Wow. Faith Evans quietly clings to that Rubio endorsement just quietly. This this is the most respect I've ever had for Rubio. You making that up just now? Pretty Suddenly, much, like, yeah. Suddenly, I'm like, oh, maybe he's not so bad. Go Gators. <laughs> so the, uh, the, the the Trump rally and the Source Awards, two things they had in common. The South had something to say both times. Of course, they were extremely different things. Extremely and different back things. Back then, they were good. Now they're, now they're pretty bad. Just different. The, Just different. Yeah. yeah. If, you're, if, if you're a Trump voter listening to this podcast, don't admit it. Don't tell us. Keep Shit. listening, though, by all means. Not the... Other uh, the other thing that was very entertaining uh, on this panel was saying the words Vince Young in Texas and watching the crowd go, (laughs) 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 just tearing up a little bit. Oh god! Very very proud very proud people who when you mention Vince Young they're like that man is a saint. If you say Texas quarterback Vince Young three times, he appears out of nowhere and he gets to finish whatever's on your plate. (laughs) He he might like he's bigger now. I think if you say Texas quarterback, they're like wincing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's <laughs> it's a Vince roller Young. coaster of emotions. <laughs> you say Vince Young, I, I feel like they're immediately on guard. Like, watch your fucking mouth, let boy. Me, let me hear. Let me hear Vince or Colt. I only want to hear Vince or Colt. That's it. They, Colt. they ride. For, yeah, I will say that that's one of the least racist things about Texas. They ride for both just as hard. Yeah. Right. You would assume that there was this, you know, split in the like Vince and Colt camp. Nope. You don't talk shit about either of them. Neither of them. You're like, well, what about Colt? Mm? Mm? You're beautiful. What about Colt? The Garden we of Eden was just Vince and Colt having a great time. Then Garrett Gilbert like... came along and tempted them with fruit. <laughs> you're like, okay, you're like, okay, can I make fun of Case McCoy? And they're like, uh, yeah, you can make fun of Case. Go ahead. It's Vince and Colt, not Vince and Case. <laughs> <laughs> That's how God intended it. That's how God intended it. But when they gave birth to the perfect Longhorn. It's also a little weird talking about Mac Brown there because there's this you can see the, the, the like visual conflict in somebody, right? When you go, Well, Mac Brown and they're like Oh, dad did so much for us and then mm-hmm. he screwed up the will. Well, it's like it's like a country that's recently deposed a dictator, but things are like really not going well in terms of infrastructure. There's a part of them's like, oh, I don't know. We can go get the statue out of storage. We can we can get uh, this thing going again. The the, the streetlights did stay on for <laughs> under his do, tenure. The, tra- do, do the trades miss- ran on time. They just didn't run to a national championship. They game. just kind of ran over people. Do you miss Chairman Mao? Well, not exactly, but you know, on certain days, he he said some beautiful things. <laughs> he was a man. He was hot. He was radioactive, but he was always there. He had so many ideas. My presence is my presence. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Kiss my ass. 
Um, yeah, that that was that was very entertaining. So I figured that's now that we've covered everything that went on the last weekend or in the world period, because there's very little going on at this oh, point. I do. The, I do want. Oh, I, I do want to. This is not about football, but I do want to drop in a special note for our DC listeners uh, who are without public. <laughs> are without public transit tomorrow when they are possibly listening to this podcast uh, my recommendation because your commute is going to be much longer possibly on foot or in traffic just slow the audio on this down to half speed it will make spencer and jason sound like uh greek gods proclaiming your doom and i'll sound like a normal man so spencer since they don't have public transit does that mean you and i are the most qualified people to tell them how to go about their daily business Oh, 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 yes, mere, you are. Mere lowly uh, Atlantis, Atlanta Georgians are That's qualified true. to tell people from Washington, D.C. what choices to make? I've already, by the way... Why? What a turn of events. I've already said this. I'm not saying shit about this. <laughs> I'm not saying one word, because the minute I do, Atlanta's going to pull out some kind of, some kind of malodorous, horrible, toxic, like, Trump card... That I'm not even anticipating, Wait, just to show, just how to show the DC what's up. ice storm shut you down in March? Wait, wait like, by, by malodorous Trump card, do you mean, like, moving a baseball stadium to a place where it will ensure uh, terrible traffic jams go on even longer and longer than they currently do? Yes, Listen, we, it literally on an interstate with no uh, <laughs> no transit whatsoever because no, I think, I, I local think like, racists are afraid it will bring too many uh, demographics. I, I think, yeah, those those demographics. I hate demographics. No, I think something like, I don't know, like tomorrow morning a truck full, like a tanker truck full of liquid Jolly Rancher overturns on 7585. <laughs> And at the same time, a cattle truck overturns and like they get stuck in the hardening like Jolly Rancher liquid and then ants come and then. Oh, no, like, it's, it's blue raspberry. Kirby's already yeah, lost control of the like, state. Florida's already CD, winning. The CDC is right there. Yeah. And so then, like a truck you know, with Ebola spills, right? The and, so-so deaf sign right outside of Hartsfield. That's already gone. Replaced with a young money, cash money sign. So. After that, it really can't get much worse, so bring it on. And then throughout all this, like, Kirby Smart loses a recruit to, like, you know, Harbaugh or something. I am very proud. By the way, this is the the Trump card here, and I mean literally Trump card. Some, like, AK-47 toting goatee wearing dumbass decides it's his civil liberty to take an AK onto a Southwest flight, shuts down the whole airport. (laughs) Ta-da! There, we did it. We did it. I am very proud. How does that not happen? I'm very proud of whoever invented Blue Raspberry because they fucked up at work. And they, rather than admitting the fuck up, they took the product to their boss and they said, this is the raspberry uh, product you asked for, sir or ma'am. And sir or ma'am said, raspberries are not blue. And they said, this time they are. And it worked. This, no, that's how the zone read was invented. It's the Blue Raspberry <laughs> place, remember? The guy pulled it out of the belly, and Rodriguez mm-hmm. asked him, hey, what are you doing? He goes, I was reading the end. No, you were. Nope, nope, You nope. just forgot to hand it you off. You just fucked up. And that's how you created, like, the most influential, like, offensive play of the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Probably 15. But that's, that's like, I, I admire him for that as well. I think what we have, since we've covered pretty much everything that happened in the known universe, 
except for Bun B wanting brisket sliders before, and we didn't have time to get him brisket sliders because they were like ten minutes and it takes longer to cook. And he's like, "That's cool. I'm fat. I'll live." Um, just remember, <laughs> you can say that in your personal life. It'll sound real cool. So, All right, I'm fat. I'll live. It's fine. The only things that we have left, uh, I think, would be to answer the deep and sincere questions offered to us by our listeners. And we have some good ones tonight because Ryan actually asked us about personal, about like personal crisis. And some people actually wrote in with very personal questions. This one is not. I want to start with it because it is somewhat relevant to the news of the day. That would be from at Chinny's Twits. Awkward. He lists himself as emotional support go support turkey, though. Yeah, uh, he lists himself as an emotional support turkey, which I I support. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a better sporting event than the start of the NCAA tourney? If so, what is it? And you're wrong. I I think that you're casting seeds upon fallow soil here because I will say state for me personally, I'm just I'm baffled by college basketball. But you don't like um, passing in a circle for like 40 seconds? Not big on it. No. Also, I don't like indoor sports much. I really don't. The NBA is different because it's at night. And I'm that's, like, you're tired. That's surprising. Uh, because... What about pro wrestling, Spencer? Pro wrestling is uh, an exception to this rule. You caught me. I like to think that to, they're to out. Be fair, th- to be fair, it's an all-weather sport. And I guess what you're outside. saying is that Memphis Grizzlies games should take like take place outdoors on like some sort of dirt track. <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies, the backyard wrestling of basketball. <laughs> the EC, they are the ECW of basketball, easily with just as many injuries. Go on down. The team to the, most likely to jump off a roof onto a box of light bulbs. Go on down to the drag races. Watch you some Memphis Grizzlies basketball in between. Like the only basketball team that has figure eight school bus demolition derbies happening on the court during the game. By the way, the the Grizzlies are like completely injured now, and it's totally not surprising. They're like that also fits the theme of outdoor backyard wrestling. Exactly. You're like Matt Barnes. Yeah, he he went through the table too hard. Hurt his back. He's he's injured. Mark Gasol caught a chair the wrong way. He's got to sit down for a bit. But yeah, that's I'm not. This is. You've caught me on a couple of exceptions, but generally I don't like indoor sports very much, and I don't really understand college basketball. Because for a college football fan, if you're super intense about it, it kind of starts in the like tail end of the season, and you miss a bunch of stuff, and some of the games don't count. You're like, oh, they're playing on an aircraft carrier. Okay, they're playing in Hawaii. Oh, look, they're playing um, in the middle of a Memphis Grizzlies basketball game, right? Like. There are all these weird games, and then suddenly uh, Duke and Carolina play twice, and then uh, okay, we'll just play a bunch of games in like you know a month, okay. like in three weeks. But yeah, I... and then so- someone wins the conference, and then they do a tournament to see who wins the conference. Can I present the counter argument yep. for? I think we're all coming at this from the wrong angle. Okay, and that angle is that we work in sports, so that that, that that's happened before, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We all work in sports, so for us to turn on the television on Thursday in the middle of the day and watch anything sports-related is in no way an act of rebellion or some sort of special treat. Most major sporting events are specifically designed so they take place when people in the continental U.S. are not working. Baseball ser- The World Series is at night. The NBA Finals are at night. Super Bowl is on a Sunday. Etc. 
But the opening of the NCAA tournament takes place during the day on Thursday and Friday, and they are so popular because of office pools in part that it's basically, it's like the closest thing you'll get to having recess at your job. And that's why, that is why they are special in a way that other very wonderful sporting events are not. Because, like, you could, you could, yeah, you could watch the Popeye's Bowl in the middle of your workday, but that just makes you a shitty employee. It's, like, totally, you know, there will be some stupid article that will come out that talks about the billions of dollars of productivity that are lost because of the NCAA tournament. And all that means to me is you should definitely watch or you will be the person who's stuck with all of that work. Like there's a there's yeah. a small core of people who don't care about college basketball and they're fucking themselves over because they're doing all the work that the rest of us are shirking. Well, you know, that, that, I, we have too much productivity anyway. That's true. <laughs> that I mean is, producti- that is America's problem classically. I mean productivity's been flat for like 60 years. So Let's not get too excited about like the productive class getting a break. Hey, that's, Evid- evidently they've been taking a break for sixty years. That's a that's a good segue for this question from Hammer and Rails, SB Nation's Purdue blog. I renewed. Oh God, my, you're you're really gonna do this one, aren't you? I renewed my Purdue football season tickets again every year since 1987. Please help. No. No, you're beyond help. 1987, a a child born in 1987 is rapidly approaching 30 years old. And if that child has been to every Purdue game in the in his in his or her life, like what's what's the peak been? Losing a Rose Rose Bowl. They they lost a Rose Bowl. Been to a Rose Bowl. they, They went eight and four and went to a Rose Bowl. That was a real thing that happened. I like all those all those records of old uh, <laughs> the Rose Bowl used to have. Uh-huh. Somehow the Rose Bowl just always used to have awful teams, or it'd have like three Big Ten teams tied, and one of them's just like, no, no, you you, you go, you go, you haven't it's, been in a while. I know you turn. were seven and two. It's your turn. It's more of a potluck. Yeah, I, mean, I I don't I don't know. What to tell somebody who's been doing that since 1987. I assume that like somebody's been doing the same drug since 1987. You really shouldn't not renew because taking that out of your bloodstream could be very bad for oh, you, you physically. Oh, you think you're not ready for that? Yeah. No, no, you get no. I don't want an Amy Winehouse situation. We right. need to ease you off this, okay? Oh, well, it's like the bends. Like you can't just come up for air all of a sudden. You're not. Your body has already absorbed the Purdue. The Purdue bubbles are in your blood at this point. Purdue. Yeah, you, you don't want that. By the way, in case you wonder, like you're like, oh, maybe the. I've been doing it since 1987. Like, maybe there were some good times, right? No. No, no, no. I'm going to give you this. Purdue didn't win more than four games until 1997. That means he renewed for 10 years before that and stuck through a 1-10 season in 1993. Well, well, hold on. In 1994, they went 4-5-2. They tied twice. But but (laughs) one of those games was adjusted. Uh to 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 win, I believe. By, by the NCAA. They, they just so. did or did they just like lose track of a beat on the abacus? I think okay. so. so given enough time, so. all Purdue losses eventually become wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, I mean, if you want to know what a brilliant coach Joe Tiller was, go back and look at every other yeah. Purdue coach. Yeah. He's just, wow. just just go look. It's bad. 
It's real bad. I mean, you renewed your tickets after having won uh, six games in the last three years. Six. Six. You hired a man named Hope. Yeah. You know that's not. You know that's not good. So a man Joe, named Hope. Joe, not even Hope worked. Joe Tiller uh, went to ten bowl games. Every other Purdue coach combined, seven. Jason Kirk, just put that on your headstone. Purdue football, not even hope worked for you. I think my favorite Purdue season, though, I'm going to go all the way back to 1906 and 1907. They go 0-5 with a man named M.E. Witham, and then they go 0-5 with a new coach, L.C. Turner. Me with them. Me with them. <laughs> We're down together. Ah. Do you have a question, Jason? By the way, oh, I'll thank God we're done. <laughs> yeah, I'm, no, I'm done. Producer's <laughs> making, produce making me not want to talk about this sport. <sighs> we got we to quit. Uh, let's see. A uh, good one from Craig Evers on Twitter. Which presidential candidate will make for the most awkward sports championship visits to the White House? Uh, we're going to have a new president soon, one who is. I think I think we're guaranteed to have a president who's who's less charismatic and 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 suave and and you know looks looks like you know comfortable around people. Sure. I guess we could say so. Yeah. It's almost guaranteed to get rapidly more awkward. Um, a lot of directions we could go here. What 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 do we think? Um, I my initial inclination is Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Well, listen, yeah, but but now that Ben Carson's out of the race, if Ben, ben Carson, Carson was okay. absolutely the best answer to this question. Front ben Carson wouldn't have even, would have just like lost interest half. So, uh, what is it uh, you uh, boys do? Are you here ben for? Ben Carson uh, would just leave. Are you here for lunch, or y'all want to y'all want to go to there in Space Museum? This is an excellent Ben Carson. I know. I'm, I'm still con- I'm still convinced he's just a. A Tim and Eric character who broke contain. I uh, <laughs> I like to play a little football too. Got a, got my paper football right here. You want to uh, flick it around? <laughs> that is a really good Ben Carson. Like I don't know if it's actually like I, I, this podcast is now. Like, Ryan does Ben Carson <laughs> for about fifty five minutes. Ben Carson wandering, kind of lost around. Like I think Ben Carson must be one of the world's truly like strangest people and that's why he was a neurosurgeon because Seem- he said i gotta crack one of these open and see what it, how it works seems to me we I should see how these work for most people because i've taken a look at mine and it's not all that interesting seems to me we should just let the ladies use the regular foot locker <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, Ben Carson would have been the best answer to this question. <laughs> but I think Bernie Sanders, like, Bernie Sanders, his, like, I, I don't know that Bernie Sanders can just do, like, sort of chummy congratulatoriness. I think he's, first of all, he's that relative who always wants to, you know, talk about the state of the world. Like, he can't really do casual, you know? And that's fine. Every, that's not a knock on him. Everything is going to go from from one to ten immediately. Right. Like everything right. has to be about Wall Street. Right. You know? like, right. Yeah. Like, like that's. I think it'd be kind of fun because Bernie'd get mad militant like real fast. Right. Yeah. Be like, Alabama, like, Alabama won thirteen games in conference play this year. Thirteen percent of Americans can't put food on the table. Behind me are students who went to college without paying tuition. Why, Why is it that the rest of America? 
cannot do this. Just, just as he mentioned, mentioned Nick Saban's salary. Six million dollars. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Get the hell out of my White House, sir. Do you know that? Do you these give that money to the walk on. Yeah. <laughs> Roll Tide. We had walk-ons once. It was <laughs> called the Chain Gang. Tears. The Trail of Tears were walk-ons, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the answer to that one. It's Bernie Sanders. I, I, I feel like John Casey's just a good one too because he's. Yeah. I, I guess he feels like the most personable, normal human in the whole bunch. Okay. He's, he's he's so not normal. In it relatively. He's, he's this is highly relatively. highly relative here. Um, but the thing about him is if Alabama's make, making visits every year, he's going to remind them, you know, we, we beat you that one year, didn't we? And, and Donald, Trump, Donald Trump would just talk shit about you. Like in a way where you're not sure if he's making fun of you or not. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe, maybe like the offensive line jumps him or something. Maybe. They got the best of everything. Just, just all the best people, all the best players. They're just they're just great. They're so great. We love them in that game. Didn't we love them in that game? You know, they I talked so to Nick Saban last night. He said he loves what I do. I thought that was a very great thing for him to say. Saban's never heard of this man before. <laughs> uh, I want to answer. I want to ask this question, which is from Richard Johnson at Rod J U F. I'm not quite sure if young Metro trust me. Please advise. Mm. If you don't, if you don't know, this comes from a phrase Future is fond of saying to open his tracks, which is if young Metro, his producer Metro Boomin, uh, does not trust you, then uh, I will shoot you. You know this. what happened when um, this question was put to Ben Carson, right? Not to go back to Ben Carson immediately. No, oh, we please. can go. We no, can no, 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 Ben Carson. So come back. Complex uh, asked went on was on the campaign trail when Ben Carson was still in the race, and they asked the last question they asked, and they asked him mostly substantive stuff. But they said, um, they said we want you to sort of finish this lyric. If Young Metro don't trust you, and he said in Ben Carson way, well, you uh, you have to dialogue with Mister Metro and figure out figure out how to earn his trust. So that's our starting point here <laughs> for Richard is uh, we'll start with the good doctor's <laughs> advice. Doctor I mean, yeah, what, Doctor. man? I'm not, a, I'm not a successful neurosurgeon. You go with whatever Ben Carson said. Shit. I've, that I've, mean, the man knows more about ancient Egypt than all of us combined. I've never been played by Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> My hands are not gifted. The same man is playing Ben Carson and O.J. Simpson. <laughs> um, playing, is a, playing is a real strong word. <laughs> He's doing a lot of running. I don't know how much running he did in the uh, in the Ben Carson movie, but in his in his underwear with the well, gun. Why is this doctor running? Cuba <laughs> Gooding Jr. By the way, looks like he hasn't slept in seven years. Well, uh, that's uh, that's why they call me the Juice. <laughs> ben Carson. Ben Carson plays everything. <laughs> if you have not, Serial murderer Ben Carson. If you have not watched the OJ miniseries, by the way, oh. you must watch the OJ miniseries. If if only if only for John Travolta and David Schwimmer, because both of them have found the role of their lifetimes, respectively. John Travolta as uh, as Shap- Robert, Robert Shapiro, Shapiro yeah. and uh, David Schwimmer as Robert Kardashian. Mm-hmm. 
because David Schwimmer is Robert Kardashian. Oh, just hangdog and realizes that events are completely out of his control from the word go. It's great. Also, you can uh, you can watch Nathan Lane say the N word. So there's that. He looks like he's having a lot of fun saying it too, like a little too much fun. <laughs> he does. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's not cool, Nathan. Like he's like like I know it's in the script, man, but you don't have to look like you're really enjoying it. It's kind just, of perverse. Just the, the, well, the good thing is he's not singing it. We don't see the outtakes. That's Maybe true. he did. I mean, he's okay. already he's already done a Mel Brooks show before, so. So, yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, yeah. Hell, do we, do, we need to, do we need to say it this many times? An hour of that. Okay, no, time for the next question, right? Please? Yes. Uh, next, I have one more, which oh, is, good. Um, yeah, from at Chuck underscore Daniels underscore to us asking, do I stay at the small private liberal arts university that I guess he's at? Or does he uproot and transfer to the state school he grew up loving? Go. We have, two, we, have, we have two questions like this, by the way. And I want to answer both of them because one's more specific. But I uh, – now, Jason, you attended one one university, right? Uh, it was not small, private, liberal, any, anything that would suggest it was a quality education. No. It was a large public utility university. Large, dumb, 13th grade university. Yes. Go Owls. Go Owls. The universities that Ryan attended, he went to law school yeah. at NYU. And, and, look, and look how that worked out. And in a contrast, uh, attended undergrad at a large public school, the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I attended two public schools. I attended University of Florida and then Georgia Tech for grad school for international affairs, which obviously so helps me in my everyday existence. What, what you, would you, you advise? You went to Turkey once. I, I did go to. Hey, dude, I went to Myanmar, so I'm just doing my tour of. You went to Mexico. You went to Mexico. Yeah, that's true. I've done, I'm doing a tour of the world's. You went to Idaho. Least passport friendly places. Really. You went to Tallahassee. Like, I did that too. If you had to ask me which one's nicer, Myanmar or Tallahassee, it's Tallahassee, but not by much. <laughs> <laughs> that that hurts even worse. Making it sound like a dilemma. That hurts even worse than just saying it's Myanmar. <laughs> it was it was a horse race, and and one just won by just a, a lip flap. Sim- just like Cimarron wins again. This win is the real the real dig. Yeah, and I'm not really joking. Tallahassee is bad. I mostly like it because I imagine uh, people from Myanmar coming to a Florida State game and watching the tomahawk flaming spear get thrown into the turf and just saying, "Well, that's tasteless." Yeah, that's weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on Twitter about this. So, what would you what would your what would your advice be, Ryan, as somebody who attended the the spectrum, the full spectrum? I mean, so I'm assuming for I'm I'm making some assumptions because the limits of Twitter, we can't really delve into the full details here. But I'm assuming this is for undergraduate education. I am also assuming that going to the state school even if you are not an in-state student, will be cheaper than going to your current liberal arts private school. And I'm going to say, it, like, the dollar, the dollar thing is just pretty easy here. If you're not going to somewhere for, like, a highly specialized, highly recognized program for an undergrad education, 
I got bad news, man. Bachelors is a bachelors. Um, mm-hmm. it's 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 not really worth. I have certain mem. I have certain members of my family who have made this decision. Uh, in the other direction, and it's horrifying to think that you might get out of school with a marketing degree and have a hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of student debt. Like, that's a hell of an albatross you just hung around your own damn neck. So I would say, if it's cheaper, go to that state school and enjoy yourself. You'll be fine. Yeah, I I would advise that as well. That was going to be my advice, because uh, I would say, unless unless it's one of the following schools, in terms of being small and private, unless it's Yale... Notice I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying Harvard. No, no. you skipped. Yeah, you skipped right over Harvard because yeah. fuck Skip Harvard. Harvard. I wouldn't it's, have even led with Yale, but go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say you've already paid for half that. <laughs> you know, like from a hundred to two hundred thousand. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Stanford. Mm-hmm. Was it Stanford? Because I'm just the weather. The weather's nice. Don't leave. You know, may, maybe you'll see Andrew Luck. He might just visit and say, hello. Hey, guys. Uh, hey. Hey, which way is the football stadium? I, I, I can't remember. Do you guys want to play Catan? Yeah. that's. Have you seen my horse? <laughs> those are all so real. Because Andrew Luck might say any one of those, and it's entirely plausible. Unless it's that or Stanford. Actually, take Yale off. Unless you're going to Stanford, man. Yeah, yeah, do much, it. Yeah. Just, just the list went okay. from like it sounded like several to like just one. It's just. No, I, thought, really, I thought about. I thought about weather wise. You don't want. Is there an ivy that we put on for? Like, is there a hated on ivy? That, like, we, that we that we would defend in this case. I like Dark, Dartmouth. Hell yeah, Dart rise up. Yeah, they, they turn up. They 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 party. That's fine. Do you're it. out in the woods. You're out in the woods. You can ski. Plus, it's yeah. the most badass name, Dartmouth. They call me Dartmouth. Dartmouth. God, that sounds fratty as hell. <laughs> Come on, bro. We're going to play some Dartmouth. <laughs> it is the most, it is like by far the most fratty Ivy, too. So I want to play Cornell. Fuck you. Chris hasn't used Dartmouth as like a pun for oral sex yet. Yeah. Like if you're at Brown Transfer, even if you don't want to, you should just, am I currently at Brown Transfer? Yep. Just, yeah. Nope. <laughs> Leave, dude. You go to Kansas State now. Congratulations. Yeah. Why don't you go to App State, man? If you want to have like a good four years. I'm talking after you transfer. A good four years to graduate. <laughs> but I'm go already to, a junior. Go uh-huh. to App State. I mean, do you know what everybody who goes to like Arizona State from like a small private school thinks? They're like, I've made mistakes in life that I'm not here learning nothing and enjoying my life. Talk to Stephen Godfrey about that. Talk to Stephen Godfrey about that. Um, but yeah, that would be that would be my advice as well. Do we have do we have one final question to close this out here? Sure. Uh, this is from Emperor of Orange at Orange Emperor on Twitter. Which of the living former Notre Dame head coaches, George O'Leary counts, can fix Rutgers? So, man, so Brian Brian Kelly, Brian Ke- Brian. Ke- I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, breaking news. Shit. Now former Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly. So we're just doing, so we're just using former Notre Dame coaches? Uh yeah. Living living, living, living. former Notre Dame. So Charlie Weiss, Charlie Ty Weiss. Willingham. Yep. Hey. You, uh, well oh. Lou Holtz is I guess alive, but I skipped over one, which is the uh the coach who has taken New Mexico to a bowl. 
I'm going all, I'm going all in on that one. Yeah, that's the only suggestion I have. Bob Davey. Uh I can think of like a hundred worse choices than Bob Davey. <laughs> I mean, he's from Pennsylvania, so he'll recruit. Because he's got deep ties. Uh huh. Oh, okay. I would like I would like to tell you the name, the name of Bob Davey's high school. Mm-hmm. Moon, as in the thing in the sky, area. Moon, <laughs> Moon area, area high school. Let's, let's name that because uh, we used to go out there and look up at the moon in that area. I think it's named that because moon. Bob Davies, an, he's an alien. I'm from That's moon why. Area. Hello, I am from Moon Area High School. I mean, like, same. Like, in the in the galactic sense, we're all from Moon Area. Can I can I give another, though, suggestion that if they were going to hire, like, Charlie Weiss would be a... A delight for me if he got hired by use by uh, Rutgers. Oh, if because if, if the pro if the FBS program that is in one of the worst financial shapes decided to sign Charlie Weiss to one of his traditionally you know uh, responsible eight year, contracts. Eight, eight years, four point two million dollars a year. We could have Charlie Weiss, Chris Christie, best friends. I also like this because then when when Skynet eventually terminates the human race. The robots will talk amongst each other and be like, yeah, you know, Judgment Day was three years ago, but Rutgers is still paying Charlie Weiss. <laughs> also, he'd go there and just be, he'd pull all of that, like, Jersey bullshit, like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a son of, I'm a son of the place, you know, I understand, you know, Gabagool, hey. Like, oh. in the United States of America. Yeah, he'd wear a sweatshirt, you know, he'd eat hot press sandwiches. He'd have a bad attitude, and they'd be like, oh, we love you. You're just they Jersey might. as hell. <laughs> they could really like him. That might happen. They might really like him. I'm not His saying. His career record is 41 and 49, which uh, that would probably be an improvement. 